Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. So I'm stupid, you're smart, I was <laughs> wrong, you were right, uh, you're the best, I'm the worst, and you're very good looking, I'm, I'm not attractive. Let's talk devils and islanders, let's talk penguins and rangers, but let's not talk about flyers, cause they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny. Episode 107 of the Friends and Rivals podcast, uh, we're here, we're in shambles, Billy's not here yet, so we're just, this opening sucks, god damn it. I can't even do the real opening because Billy's not here. Stupid Billy. Fucking Billy. Me. Damn, Steve Billy, why are you so stupid? Steve said we can't do names anymore. So you I know what? Say, no, this is all in shambles now. This is the Friends and Rivals podcast, by the way. No, well, we're coming at that you. first. So everyone knows. Live and hot. Fuck it. We're doing it live. Oh. Whoa. Wait. Wait, hold on. No, no, no. <laughs> what is it? Wait, live and hot. <laughs> I, I have to write that down. <laughs> I'm sensing next week there might be a new opening. Oh, 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 oh that might be. I think don't gem. try it till you've had it. Might oh. be out the window. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, look, I mean, that lasted, what, seven months? Oh, so, yeah. I it mean, was, that, that, it, that's it had a good run. It really did have a good run. It was about time. All right. So over the weekend, Brooksy put an article out that, you know, we've all been questioning. And now, you know, I really would like the Rangers to resign Patrick Kane, but I don't think they're going to have the cap space to do it. Um, and if they're going to raise the cap so much in two years, why don't they just fucking split it? Why, why so can't they just do that? Here's what it boils down to. The owners are more than happy to increase it more than the million dollars they were set to. Great. However, the owners done. Let's move on. The owners are requiring that the players put more than the six percent they've agreed to into escrow. How much more? It depends on how much they raise the cap. So but they only owe what a hundred million dollars or hundred fifty million dollars? Hundred? No, that was that was the expected. Uh, that's I the thought, expected I amount. That's what they still owed. That's the expected amount they are. They need to make up above what the expected revenues are. So the, the NHL expected to make six billion dollars this year in revenues. Okay. If they made. 6.15, so 6,150,000,000. Thank God you're here. Then the player, then the escrow amount would have paid off the 1.5 billion shortfall they had in 2020 because of the pandemic. So this all goes back obviously to the pandemic. There were $1.5 billion short. So over the last three seasons because of the escrow, the amount of money that the players are putting into the escrow, which then goes to the owners to pay back that 1.5 billion. In 2020-2021, the players had 20% of their salaries put into escrow to pay back that money. Okay. That dropped to 17.2 the next season. And then this season it was at 10%. And then next season it was just supposed to drop down to four to 6%. I would assume if the players agreed to another year at a 10% escrow, 
they would raise the cap to 88 to 87.5 or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. 80, 80, 87. 87. Was it? Yeah. Because right. it's at 82.5. They're going to give him a million anyway to 83.5. And, and then another 3.5 million gets you up to 87. Now, if the NHL's revenues at the end of this season are more than 6.15, that escrow is paid off. They're done. They're in the you, clear. You don't think they're going to cook the books to, to, for it to not it's, hit that number? I think it's a predetermined calculation that they're using. So I don't think there's any way they can cook the books. It's, it's, it's a formula that both the NHL and the PA agreed on. That's option. So option one was raise it a million dollars. And then in 2024, 25, the salary cap goes up to 88. Or raise it to 87 this year, but you got to give us 10% escrow instead of 6% escrow. So that just prolongs it probably another fucking year. If they don't, and and they're probably not going to agree because the players detest the escrow. (laughs) Hate it. Right. They they would rather get it done and over with by having a lower. I mean, that just seems counterintuitive, though. To you, kind you of want shoot to yourself in the foot a little bit. Well, you want to do it one more, just one more year as quick as you can. No, sure. You, done, right? you take a four percent salary cut, but you you the salaries are going to go up more than that four percent. Yeah, but the the people who the the players that are looking for one that are free agents this year are this year next year are absolutely fucked. Because yes. they were banking on these contracts to retire off of, um, so they're they're more than likely fucked. But that also right. might force them into taking shorter, like another another deals. one or two year deal. Yeah, exactly. For when the cap really jumps, right? Huh. I mean, it's it, you you don't think it's a big difference, right? You don't think that three million dollars is a big difference, but like in the Devils' case, it could mean the difference between signing Brat and Meyer. Or having to pick one or the other. Agreed. This this could be the difference of either having to trade a Goudreau or a Lindgren for the Rangers, too. It's because right now, I think one of those two players is going to be a cap casualty for the Rangers in the offseason. Uh, and I, 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 um, I want it to be Goudreau because I think Lindgren is too good. But, I mean, that's, that's a discussion for the summer. But... You're right. It's it's the difference between a a quality player on your lineup versus not having him. Right. Uh. So again, do they then go, hey, we'll give you eight percent escrow, raise it to eighty five million? You know, is there is there wiggle room in there, or is it six percent or ten percent, one or the other? You know, then it's the owners. Are they going to play hardball? I think the play obviously. I think the players lose more money in the long run if they if they jump to ten percent. I, yeah. I think their hands are completely tied. And this new this new guy coming in for the Department of Labor, he's supposed to kind of hash this all out for them, right? Right. That's what. That's why they're bringing him in. Yes. So, do you take the one more season of of a shitty salary cap, and then watch it jump almost five million dollars the next year? Yeah, and, and and projections up to like ninety two in twenty five nine in twenty five. Yeah, because the revenue is just going to keep going up. Well, we hope so. 
fucking well, with the ESPN can get their shit together. We did have some, you know, I think some of the better ratings this year. I think they said as well in the GM meetings. Yeah. Were, so it's been uh, up because last year was great. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they're going to bring this guy in, uh, you know, just to get through this this year. They got to end the escrow. This is like one more year of the escrow is one too many years. I mean, it feels like they almost feel, I was thinking about this in the cars. It feels like their owners are always, the commissioner's like, hey, uh, yeah, you know, we haven't paid it back yet. It's it's just going to be uh, another year. And then they're just pocketing all this money because they're just making hand over fist collectively. So, you know? Interestingly <laughs> enough, like. I did some calculations just to kind of get a better feel for it. Oh, where's Billy? So God again, damn it. We're talking about math, his favorite subject. Again, we're talking $1.5 billion they had to make up. Okay. 32 teams. With an average salary, I think I figured it out at like $77 million or so. So in 2020, 2021, the total salaries was $2.55 billion. 20% of that is $510 million. So that's a third of what they had to make up right there. The next season at 17.2% is an, is 438 million. So now you're, you know, two thirds of the way there practically. Because it dropped from 17.2 all the way down to 10% this year, it's only 255 million this year. Mm. So that, that 7.2% difference really cost them probably this extra year of having to do it. Ugh. Right. Right. So now in, in 20, so they expected to be done with this in 2024, 2025. So one more year is basically the expectation. Yeah, which makes sense because at 6% next season, it only gets them up to 1.35 and they got to get up to 1.5. Yeah. But again, if revenue, if, if they exceed the expected revenue by 150 million, that makes up the the difference of what would be collected next year. So that's why there's a chance they won't have to do it next year. Well, go fucking large then next year. Do all the fucking shit that you want to do in major markets. Fix it so you well, have the, the Maple Leafs win the cup. Fix <laughs> it so you fucking have the, the Rangers Devils at Giant Stadium. That's why you have logos on jerseys. That's why you have logos on helmets. That's why you got electronic scoreboards. No, listen, and all that is great. The 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 boards with the um with the 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 um advertisements on the boards. I, I'm all right with all of that. And even the 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 on the ice stuff, I'm yeah. cool with all that. Logo the the helmet advertisements on the helmets. That's fine. Just don't touch the jerseys. But but they're they on really, jerseys. They're on some jerseys. Are they? St. Louis has got it. There's yeah, Maple Leafs have got it on their jerseys. Yes, the where right here on the on the on the St. Louis jersey. It's chest. steel. The the equipment the tool manufacturer, and on the Maple Leafs, it's milk. Milk. Yeah. Milk. Milk. Mm. Wow, does the body good. Quack, quack. Ugh. 
trying to see if I could find a picture real quick for you. Yeah, really, that would that would be interesting. But it, like like going back to what I said though, you you do th- three three things next year. Oh uh, yeah, look at that. See, I mean, so you didn't not, even notice not it. Terrible. You didn't even notice it. No, it's the it's also the Maple Leafs, and I could give two flying fucks. Um, and and even that with the St. Louis Blues, who cares? But three big things. That's all they need to do next year to, and that that'll all be gone. But who's who's the Winter Classic next year? Did they announce? Wasn't it somewhere in down south? We just had Carolina. Is it in Florida? Yeah, I see it. Uh, no, I don't think it was Florida. Come on, guys. We're not. This is not very professional. Well, no, we. Well, the, the, this was not part of our show prep. Finding out the fucking who has the Winter Classic. The NHL is proud oh, to announce man. that. Seattle will host the 2024 NHL Winter Classic. All right, that that'll do. Nights. That'll be the good. Kraken will face the Las Vegas Golden Knights. There you okay. go. All right, they'll do it in a matchup of the NHL's newest franchises because nothing screams Winter Classic <laughs> like your newest franchises. Yep. It's it's quite remarkable that they get a winter classic before a lot of other teams mm-hmm. have even played outdoors. Has there who who's what are teams that haven't played outdoor yet outdoors yet? Dallas. No, I thought they did. But did they play in a winter classic or did they play no, in a stadium I mean, series? Stadium series, whatever. Oh, okay. What have you? I think uh, the Florida Panthers have not. Yeah, I'd have to see a list. For sure. I, I'd have to see a whole list. Ottawa probably hasn't, have they? Yeah, but you get into those heritage classics, and right? I, I'm, then, I'm not yeah. sure if they have or they haven't. Canada is their own fucking. We didn't prepare kind of for thing. Phoenix. I I'm pretty damn sure. Well, listen, if you had a winter classic, sure. Anaheim, the Florida Panthers, and the Arizona Coyotes, I'm sure nobody would go. Anaheim. Uh, the Ducks did an outdoor game versus LA. I think I'm or pretty was that sure San Jose. That, that was at Dodger Stadium. Was it San Jose? All I want to do is come to America <laughs> and go to Dodger Stadium. That's what rang in my head. <laughs> uh, well, we can only hope that uh, that there is resolution in this fucking escrow because these these caps have got to go up and, and we need fucking we need more money for our teams. God damn yeah, it. Yeah, god damn it. Stop thinking god of yourself, players. All right. So I'm gonna give you the bottom five teams in the NHL right now, you give me the best fit for Connor Bedard. Anaheim. I, I, I think. I don't even think he you gave the, the name. Might yet, change Nick. your mind. Nick, I, I don't think he even gave the name yet. <laughs> the number one team. Well, we'll do it in reverse order. The worst yeah, to the good. least worst. Columbus Blue Jackets. Fuck them. Johnny Hockey, go eat. Fuck him. Terrible place. Johnny Hockey. Fuck him. Uh, The San Jose Sharks. Nah. The Chicago Blackhawks. Fuck the Hawks. The Anaheim Ducks. They can't win it. Or the Montreal Canadiens. If you are the NHL and you have the next Connor McDavid that is waiting in the wings to go to an NHL franchise, where do you put him? Do you put him in the major market of Montreal? Do you put him in a large market in LA? 
when in Orange County with the Ducks, or do you put him in a big market like Chicago, or do you say fuck it, let's let's let the let let's roll the dice and either put him in San Jose or Columbus. You've been out there, so you you probably know better than me. But is Kings Ducks like Devil like uh, Rangers Islanders? Like, is there a rivalry there? I don't get this. They're one hundred percent sense that it's there's one hundred percent a rivalry there. However, I, I I'm not sure one have I'm not sure they've ever played each other in the playoffs, uh, and two I don't think they've ever been good at the exact at same the same time. time. Yeah. And yeah. LA's the big brother and Anaheim's the little brother, right? Correct. Oh, by by far, by far. I but feel like, like but it's still like a big market. Montreal is is too obvious, right? And we've done the whole give a Canadian team the 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 generational talent, and it didn't Seven really work out. Years, yeah, didn't really work out for them. <laughs> then again, we're doing it for a team on the East Coast, and everybody knows the East Coast is better than the West Coast. I almost it, feel it like is, it is the Montreal Canadiens. It is feel Montreal, like Chicago. I, I, I'm I'm torn between Anaheim and Chicago, but I feel like they're not going to be good for a long time. But that's okay. Yeah. That's all right. You want Bedard in the Stanley Cup final next year? I want I mean, him at with, least in an environment where he doesn't have to, he's not going to lose, you know, 60 games. No, okay. I, I can I can understand that. But, you know, the Blackhawks have a shit ton of, of picks and draft capital um, that they're going to utilize. Is that going to be enough to get them more than, you know, the basement where they are and not having them pick first or second next year? I don't know. You you dump him in Anaheim and or immediately he's he's paired with Trevor Zegers. Yeah. Amongst the, the other talented players that they have out there. Listen, him and Zegers one two is uh, a amazing combination. I mean, how do you not do that? That's that's the play you want to see. And then it, it should really ignite a lot of interest in California, which is obviously a big market. Yeah. Um, you know. It doesn't have to be LA Kings, but hey, I think that would be a fantastic thing. Chicago, I I dread it because Chicago already had Kane and Taves. Yeah, they did have all their the cups. Run. They had all the runs, and it's like it's almost like the Pittsburgh. Hey, Billy, how's it going? Good to see you. We're not acknowledging oh, everybody. Him. Late. Oh, no, <laughs> sorry. Well, I mentioned I, I would say Pittsburgh got their, you know. Lemieux generational player, and then as soon as he's retiring, they get the next generational player in Sidney Crosby, and they get Malkin, and eventually they're gonna retire. And right before they retire, they'll get some other, you know, Bedard like player. But yeah, Chicago, gonna, no, it's gonna be Bedard. We're gonna get Bedard. If we go yeah. on, I'll mute it again. If they get Bedard, I think I think we're all, we're all gonna fucking we're never we're never talking. Oh uh, no, you're it's just, it's, you're it's a guarantee you're that it's Billy. a fix if they get Bedard. We're just gonna get a Philly fan. We're just gonna get rid of you, Billy. <laughs> Well, I, I wouldn't take it that far, Nick. <laughs> you slow okay, the fuck down. Right. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck, fuck the, the Flyers. Flyers. We're not doing that. <laughs> but all do you right, think, right. listen, and, and I'm the first one to call fucking Sidney Crosby a crybaby, just like everybody else. But he has without are, question yeah. been a generational talent and has been the face of the NHL for the past decade plus since, what, 2005, 2006, somewhere in there. Um, and he's been a tremendous ambassador for the game of hockey. Tremendous. 
he I don't think could have done that if he was in Anaheim. Sorry, just don't think he could have. I mean, as 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 great as Gretzky was, I mean, he you have to be that. You have to be Gretzky to bring that type of I, I can't even think of the word. That type of spotlight to to yeah that that type of fervor. What je ne sais quoi fervor yeah fervor. all that shit to 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 that type of market where they're not really known for hockey. You put them in Montreal. I don't know. It it kind of yeah. changes the game. You or or anywhere on the East Coast, other than fucking Columbus and Philadelphia. Ugh. He's not a, I don't think he's a French Canadian. So it wouldn't be the same as like a Lemieux going to Montreal, if, if you know, or a Brodeur going to Montreal. They're going to love him just the same. After no, his no, they're Are not. You? I don't think ah, they are. On. I think if he was French Canadian, they'd love him. Yeah. 10 times okay. I, I get that. But still, he's going to be a generational talent in fucking in the most historic franchise in your sport. This is like putting He's not going to the Babe Rangers Ruth on the Yankees. Well, maybe not Babe Ruth, but this is like putting Aaron Judge on the Yankees. I don't know. I, I, I think as much as I want to see him in either Chicago or Anaheim, I think his fit is the best in Montreal. And like you said, it maybe it's too obvious. Maybe it's way too obvious. But what are the other options at that? I mean, how high? Who who can get number one overall? Isn't there like a fucking scheme to where certain teams? Can anybody can jump. jump up to number one. The percentages are different, but anybody can jump up to number one. It's how far. If you miss the playoffs, though, right? Or it's, is it? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, it's how yeah. far the worst team can drop. That's the calculation. The worst team can't drop more than like two spots or something like that. Oh, so it's backwards. It's not forward. You can right. fo- only- forward jump as much as you, you can want, jump. But yeah, you exactly. can't drop more than two or three spots. Right. Yeah. Okay. I understand that better. Only two. It's it's a first and a second, right? Isn't that how it goes? It's like basically there's one, multiple. Two. There's multiple lotteries. Yeah. For the three picks. Enough for them to fucking rig it. Yeah. Exactly. But I think we can all agree that he's not going to Arizona. No. I would just, it would disgust me if he went to Philadelphia. Yes. I mean, Philly right now is number six, two points wow. out from being where Montreal is. I'll tell you what, if Philly's team keep drop, keeps dropping games like they've been dropping, he, he'll be right there in no time. I, I said it a- all along. The Penguins are making the playoffs or they're getting Bedard. It's one or the other. <laughs> he might I, be right. I said it all along. I can't see Philly happening just because how insane the okay. East is already. The Metro is absurd. Can we can we not get another? Could you imagine him having to play with Columbus? under Torts? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was torts just about to say that. If, if Bedard one, goes to, to Philadelphia, <laughs> Torts is fired immediately. Immediately. <laughs> immediately. I, I, it just doesn't go. just doesn't work. No. no. But you talk no, about I... putting him in the Metro. The Columbus Blue Jackets are in the Metro. Fuck him. No. He's not going No, there. no, fucking no. No. That's the, that's the Siberia of Metro, okay? He's not. Might as well go to Winnipeg. Columbus. 
No, I don't think they would do that to him. I really hope Not. they don't do that to him. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, I'm playing with that overrated piece of shit. Ugh. All right, well, we'll, take- we'll talk about uh, a little bit more about Mr. Bedard as we get closer to the draft. But uh, just a little food for thought. Just thought it'd be a little fun to uh, waste some time until fucking Billy got here. Sorry. Uh, Live and hot, Billy. We're live and hot. Linger longer. My fault. You you have to listen to the podcast tomorrow. You miss so much. (laughs) All right, Nick. Everybody is on the edge of make it quick. Tight forty-five tonight. We need to know. What's going on with friends and rivals, the cup? Cup chase, still very much a, a play for second place. However, it's looking clear and clear that Steve is not part of that race anymore. Oh, can we move on to the metro now? Well, how many points is he separation. how many points is he back right now of third place? Oh man, fourteen plus eight. Billy, take my math. That's twenty-two. Twenty-two. Good math. Twenty-two Ooh. points. How many games remaining? Steve has the least games remaining. Oh. He's three down from Tom at a hundred. So he is not. Ooh. He is not uh, uh, doing well, as they say. Oh. I mean, there's a hundred games. Ninety-seven games left. Maybe there's a lot of wins in there. I I just don't see it happening. Though. We're looking like a a real clear. Uh, race for second place bill and tom are a point uh, between each other uh bill's up one point with with uh one game in hand so super and tight when hey, iowa got- beats pittsburgh tomorrow guess what <laughs> well, they, they did tonight you know, i was gonna ask you if you wanted to trade for him back because you know what yeah it doesn't make a difference so, not gonna make so, a difference to bring the, the the listeners back up to speed here the trade of the Penguins for the Senators between Bill and Tom, Pittsburgh, uh, Tom, uh, Bill p- trading his, his beloved Pittsburgh Penguins to Tom for the Senators. The Senators when he was just absolutely irate at his own team. Uh, <laughs> the, the point difference is actually seven, only seven points in the, in the standings between them now. I was, I was still not, not there, but they could conceivably – Close the distance enough to make it. I don't think it's worth for Bill's uh, trade, but that'd be that'd be quite impressive if somehow Ottawa passed Pittsburgh at the end of the season in the points total. That would be, to me, just the best because it would be the long run, long play for for Bill to just just tweak it over the end oh, after this awesome. trade. This trade just looked like shit all season. I, I don't really. Uh, I just man. didn't want to come in last, so I could give two flying fucks. And yeah. to have Steve come in last in the inaugural cup. Oh, wow. That, well, would, that would be amazing. We, see, we, he we is like to. a devil's fan in this instance. He doesn't care so much if his team wins. He just cares that I lose. That's right. Well, I know. That's right. I, I don't care that. It, I don't care that it's you lose. I don't give a fuck who lost. No, you're Just happy. anybody other than me. You're happiest that I lose. Um, no, That's how I took it. Actually, That's how I took it. <laughs> Actually, I would I would have been happier for, if Billy lost because well, because of the tree we would have no. we would have tormented him. <laughs> oh, we would have had fun with worse that. than my face on a fucking button down shirt. We would have had fun with that. Which, hey, by by the way, best gift ever, according to you. <laughs> 
Have you? You know what's funny? Shirt? You know what's funny? I haven't seen that More shirt since it was gifted shirt. to him. I, I, I don't I've only worn it to prove that I have it. On, I don't on, believe on he's podcast, wearing that one to work on Casual Friday. Oh yeah, it's oh, Hawaiian should, shirt though. day. So uh, go ahead. I, I work with if you have one. I should. If you have one, wear it. That would be magic. And how far out ahead is Nick? Oh God, it's Six, like a billion. Sixty-nine points. <laughs> oh, that's a sexy number, Nick. Yeah. That is a sexy number. Shorzy, Shorzy's yep. number. And uh, it's not looking like that's going to change. I got, I got Boston, Carolina, Toronto, and Vegas. That's four of the top five teams. Yeah. Devils the only ones in there in that mix. So I mean, it's it's not looking pretty. Uh, yeah. I mean, the only other interesting thing is the whole top 10 is Tom only has the devils. He's the only guy, only top 10 team he has. Steve actually has more top 10 teams, but Hey, you gotta have a full, a full roster. So that's it. Uh, you have just the superstars. You gotta have the in-betweens. That's right. That's right. So that's, uh, that's, that's the gist of the, the, of the, the the season so far. And we're, uh, we're almost there. About four weeks left. Until we get to, yes, sir. The, to the end of the season. Uh, we, all right. We should maybe we should think about something for the playoffs. We should do something like this for the playoffs. All right, our, Bragger, our just because you're winning doesn't mean we got to do no. this shit again. Rackets, I want to focus rackets. on my team on the playoffs. That's it. Okay. It's been all so right. long for him. So all he right. needs to. He Jeez, needs man. All right. Five year wow. route. I need to concentrate all my effort. I understand. Yeah. I need to put more money. I need game. to put more money in my betting account so I could bet. On the Rangers. Smart move. I like it. Well, listen, that's fun. As I told you, your powers only work on your team. They don't work on my team. They're going to play each other, so it will work for my team. Uh, It won't. Well, I I don't know about that. All right. Let's uh, take a ride in the Metro. Sponsored by Rich Wholesome Nestle Quick. Hello, boys and girls. Do you hate the taste of regular milk and need energy? Try Nestle Quick. One sip and you can feel the energy in your muscles. Nestle Quick, now available in chocolate and strawberry. They say the real men drink pink. Then I'm a real man for sure. But if you like the brown, I still love you for who you are Because it's time for acceptance Of everyone all preference We're all quick on the inside Anyway Nestle Quick, it does the trick Billy Start with the Penguins. Yeah, well, um, I I want to apologize uh, because I've I've not failed just myself. I've I've failed the the Penguins team. I've failed our show. I failed our listeners. And I think I probably I might have even failed the New York Mets because like I was on the Puerto Rican team and I was jumping around and I think oh, I landed you, on you his leg. You fucking hurt Diaz. Uh, I'm sorry, but Dick. but uh, <laughs> obviously you know. Um, because I've had a point of view where, you know, the Penguins were in a real tenuous position. But, you know, last week Tom said, you know, like that they were like really safe in that seven seed, right? Oh, the Penguins were so 
Penguins look really good for that seven seed, Tom said. And I, and I was like, well, you know, they just lost to Montreal. And if this if this is the start of a big losing streak, they're going to find themselves in the dogfight real quick. And so, you know, what happened was uh, they've lost four in a row now. And and uh, lo and behold, you know, uh, they, they got uh, the Panthers. I don't know how the Panthers did tonight, but uh, they won. Uh, they know. won. So they're they won. Ahead. So the now Penguins they're are right the now on the outside looking in, Bill. Yeah. With the same amount of games played. So right now they're already in a dogfight. Um, but in my defense, and- I did say when I said the Penguins were safe and we were doing the calculations of how many points that they need that you said they need. My calculations did not include the two Ranger games that were coming up last week now. Although they were supposed to beat Ottawa tonight. Understood. Yeah. And uh, and then, uh, you know, when I I talked about, you know, the goaltending and how they should address that at the deadline. And 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 Tom, by the way, Tom, Tom said that, you know, Jari was doing great. He 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 sent that text that we listen, all saw when, how, how good Jari listen, was. Prior to Saturday's um, game, he played against the Rangers very, very well. So so Jari in the last 12 days has been pulled three times, uh, having given up four goals before. Yeah, no, really, you know, really well talked. In the call. early part of the second period. So uh, but you know, they don't need to, you know, address the goaltending, you know, that that that's just fine. And and uh, you know, um I said that the I, I also predicted, you know, uh, that that uh after playing the penguins three times in a week, the Rangers would feel fucking fantastic about their game. And what actually ended up happening is they ended those three games against the Rangers by beating them down six nothing against the Penguins, and then the next night, going out with with all that confidence they built up and beating uh, Nashville even worse seven nothing Nashville thirteen nothing in two games. I, I said that the Rangers would feel fucking fantastic by the end of last week, and and uh, you know, um, and and Tom did mention that you know that the Penguins would have a great chance to win their first round series uh, in the playoffs uh, should they make it. So. You know, I'm I'm obviously letting everybody down with with my uh, point of view. I'm, I'm I'm missing the mark all over the place. So, so I'm stupid. You're smart. I was <laughs> wrong. You were right. Uh, you're the best. I'm the worst. And you're very good looking. I'm I'm not attractive. Um, as long as you can admit that now. That's it. That's it. So I don't know. I I gotta defer. I gotta I gotta ask Tom. What do you what you know? Can you just update the penguins for me? Because I don't know anymore. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't good, Bill. <laughs> It wasn't good. Listen, they had what nine defensemen to start the year. <laughs> They're down, down to four. And then they were up to 10 when they got a, uh, they got a, uh, right. what's his nuts from the ducks. <laughs> and, now, and now they've gone through them all. And I was critical of uh Hextall, but I, I guess he proved me wrong. You can never have enough defensemen. <laughs> uh, it's a joke. It's a joke. What's going on there. And I, I, you know, they're, they're still somehow in this dog fight for the playoffs. I, I, I don't expect that they're going to lose out, you know, but uh, I, I don't know what their path is to the playoffs at this point. I don't see it. I don't see how they they get past the all the, the depleted defense, the 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 bad goaltending. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know how they overcome it at this point, but but they're still somehow in it. We'll see. That's that's Pittsburgh. Well, it, I, I, the Devils hit a, hit a little speed bump. Uh, along what? their uh, their trek, didn't they? You don't say. <laughs> I so, say shit about the Devils. This was the ridiculous week of playing Tampa three times in six days, twice back to back at home, and they went one, one, and one over those three games. And I'm going to put a little bit of a positive spin on it. They progressively got better. They got blown out in the first game. 
They went to a shootout in the second game and lost. Terrible in the shootouts. And then in the third game, which was the second half of a back-to-back, they won 5-2 to two against the Lightning. Now, again, in between there was a loss to Florida. They lost 4-2. to two. They blew a two-goal lead. Shitty fucking game all around. Uh, they gave up two goals in two minutes and 30 seconds in the third period. And there was questionable line choices. All that gets mixed in there. But what they showed me this week was when they play the same team over and over and over again, they learn how to win. They learn how to play better against that team. And that's going to be obviously key when the playoffs come around. Play them once, maybe you lose, but you find some weaknesses and you come back stronger the next game and you come back stronger the game after that. And that's how you win a playoff series. So that's really my spin on this week. Just get better as against the teams you're playing. Um, Hughes is off. There's something wrong with Jack right now. He just doesn't look like himself. I don't know if it's having Timo on his line or what, but he just doesn't look himself. Now, he did play pretty well last night. Last night, they paired him back with Walla, who was taking a lot of the faceoff. So it seems like he takes the faceoff and then immediately jumps to the wing and Jack takes over the center position. Um, and they got Mercer on that line as well. And now they've got Meyer up with Heesher and Brett. And those lines seem to play well. But again, he just seems like he's off just a little bit. The, the Saturday game was their third loss in a row. And it was the first time in the calendar year 2023 that they lost three games straight, which is from where this team was last year, it's a remarkable thing to say. So coming up this week, they've got a game tomorrow against Minnesota, Minnesota at home, followed up Friday. So they finally have two game, two days off. They've been playing every other day these last two and a half weeks or so. Followed up Friday uh, against Buffalo and then Saturday against Ottawa. And then they're off again until Monday. They're off on Sunday. They play next Monday. They play the Islanders. So hopefully maybe those two days off, they get a practice in. Maybe either he tries to pair Meyer back with Hughes or he lets this Walla Mercer Hughes line get some chemistry. Uh, also on a positive note, it was great to see Nolan Foote get into the lineup yesterday. Um, Wood is out with an injury. Bastion was out with an injury, so they had a spot open up. Um, Nolan Foote was actually drafted by the Lightning and then traded to the, De- the Devils in the Blake Coleman deal. Uh, it was nice to see him score against the team that drafted him. Nick, Icelanders back from the West Coast. It was a successful West Coast trip, which has been the first time I think I've said it all season. I don't think we had a really good West Coast trip all year. Um, two out of three wins. Uh, two of the teams we played were two of the teams we mentioned earlier in the, in the segment of the five of five teams who would get potentially Bedard. Uh, so those are must-win games. Uh, the other game against L.A., one of the better teams in the West. Um so winning two out of three games, honestly, it's, it's four, four to six points. Happy with that on a West Coast trip. Every game is 1030. Fucking suck this week. I saw two out of three games. I didn't watch the last one. Back-to-back nights. Um, yeah, that was fun. 
I ended up staying up that night to watch the game uh, after we recorded last Tuesday. And then I ended up staying up because I stayed up so late. I think I stayed up till like two in the morning. Huh. Uh, then the next day was basically, uh, I basically wanted to do the same thing. I stayed up late and because I had like video game nights, so I'm like up late and then turn on second period, watch from there on and just finish the game out. But you know, you like your couple nights in a row, you're just up all, you know, you're up late, it takes a while to get back to normal. So, uh, I hate doing that not doing it again. That sucked. Uh, and it's a piece of shit of a week to do that. Um, anyway, back to the Isles. Uh, against Kings, a uh, competitive game. Pierre Engvall scored his, uh, I think that was his second in a row uh, in two games. Yeah, I think, I think he scored his third. Yes, so he scored two. That was the second game in a row of the goal. Um, Engvall, I talked about last week where he was, um, he doesn't really fit the Isles exactly. because he. But I realize now it's it's not that, like, he's a bad player or any kind it's just he he's not a physical guy as i said last week um but i guess the, the thing is the whole team doesn't have to be physical um barzal is not physical for instance he's he gets in there but not really he's not he's the guy that's going to sit right outside and he's not throwing hits engvall will look invisible if you don't if he's not um he doesn't have the puck because he's not going and throwing hits and getting dirty everywhere he's kind of got that same you know mentality of but he he does have the speed to really make up for it. And he's, uh, he scored a goal uh, in this, this game, a nice little, like kind of broken play, a uh, nice shot, a uh, little, little pass, pass slash clear from, uh, from Pulak and out to Engvall and um, nice little release he's got. So that was his 14th of the year. Um, so he can shoot, he can score, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he play goes on the, he, he plays with uh, Nelson and, um, uh, who was he playing with? Was it Palmieri or was it Lee? They kind of rotate the, the guys a little bit, um, but uh, he's playing on that on that line with um, I think it was Palmieri, him, Palmieri, and, and Nelson, uh, if I remember correctly. But anyway, uh, they they look pretty good. You know, anybody playing with Nelson usually has a, a nice boost. Nelson's you know a great center, so he's getting those looks and look pretty good in the game. Uh, second period though was we're all went downhill. Uh, a couple of goals that were screened or deflected in a row, um, right off the bat, the second period, uh, two power play goals in a row, five on three, five on four, uh, kind of brutal when you get in that kind of position and, you know, they just broke it open the game. Um, it was three, one in a blink of an eye. And then, um, they made it four, one pretty quick. A few minutes later, Pajot brought back to four, two, and then it was just, uh, trying to get that, you know, add a two goal lead. Uh, they just weren't able to do that in the third period and, and end up losing, uh, after an empty netter, five to two, uh, but that was the only real downside of the week. Um, the rest of the week were pretty good uh, against the Ducks. Uh, after a kind of so-so first period, um, where they just didn't get the results they needed, they got they were down two-one uh, after Palmieri scored a goal uh, on an Engvall assist. Uh, second period, they broke it open with a little bit of a you know couple goals, uh, take the lead back, and then third period, they broke it open with three straight goals. Um, ended up winning six to three in this game. Engvall is Engvall had his third goal in three games uh, in this game. So he was also another another one of those you know another shot just getting right in the middle of the ice and getting the shots on. Nelson had a couple goals in this game. Parise, uh, who I will talk about in the next uh, game, had his 17th goal and then uh, ended up with his 18th goal in the San Jose game. Uh, another just absolute hustle play and I. I 
I got, I'm amazed. It, it's it's kind of crazy to think about this. I mean, he's the guy has had 30 goal. He had a couple of 40, with, I think one or two 40 goal seasons, um, or like close to a second 40 goal season, uh, Parise. But he's playing the league minimum. And he's got 18 goals in the year. I mean, dude is just, you know, it's great value. All, it's, it's, it's crazy to me because you think about it and he's never been a bad player. He's just had this insane contract yeah. that he could never live up to. Like, just if you think about it, it's just $11 million a year. It's just for someone like, like Parise, just out of control. Um, anyway, so he's been, he, uh, in the, in the Sharks game, uh, another just out, outworked the Sharks most of this game. Um, they ended up uh, with a shorthanded goal, a power play goal, which was surprising because, uh, we were we were, were terrible on the power play, but when you put us when you put us on the power play uh, five times in the in the game, um, you have probably probably have a good chance to win the game because we're just terrible at it and you know you're just kind of we're a team that's going to try to run you down and run line after line. But power play you're you only putting two two lines out and you know uh, we only run one defense on one defenseman on the on the power play each uh, each power play four, four forwards. So you're really not getting that chance to really wear them down too much. It's just kind of like, to me, it doesn't work out so well. Uh, they ended up winning four to one in this game, broke up the broke open the scoring in the second couple goals with from Palmieri and Pulak. Palmieri had a sweet uh, deflection off a of Mayfield shot shot pass, actually. Um, <laughs> of course, it was beautiful then. Of course, yep. Engvall had another point, another a secondary assist on his on the Pulak goal. And then, like I mentioned, Parise had his uh, 18th goal of the year, which was kind of just one of those broken plays. He just kind of made fucking happen. Um, and him and Pajot just are a real nuisance on the ice together. Having Pajot back has been awesome. He's he's definitely was needed. He's got that. Him and Parise together have been really good, much like how they had Parise and Sezikas together. Um, the three of those guys are just absolute pests to play against, just always in your face, hounding you, you know, outworking you. Um, so those, that's that's a much needed boost to have them him back. Having Clutterbuck back has been um, also, you know, another noticeable always hustle guy to have there. So I think, you know, this has been a big week. Uh, going into next week, we got uh, a bit of a, of a you know, no, no, this is a tougher week, obviously. Uh, Toronto tomorrow. Pajama Boy is in the house. Coming to the UBS arena, we're going to get booed the shit out of them. Um, and then we got a couple nights off until a little road trip over to, over to Columbus where they, they need to win. And then the next night in Saturday, Saturday, they'll be back. They'll be at home um, against Buffalo. Uh, so that's going to be a, an interesting thing. And it'll be really interesting to see who plays in net on Tuesday and then the following games on Friday and Saturday. Because Sorokin ended up playing all three games last week. He played the back-to-back, which was surprising. Yeah. But I think it's because they want to see how he react to it. But I mean, I, he might be – or maybe he was just really fresh. Or maybe Varley didn't feel good. They don't talk about it. and They don't tell us, right? But another thing to note about Sorokin is that he is played uh, – he's t- equaled the amount the, – the total of games he played last year already at this point of the season. I think it's 52 games. 50 or 52 games. Um, so he's most games they're playing in the season in the NHL, um, even though it's his third season, but it'd be something to watch because he'll, he didn't play anything in the playoffs last, uh, well, in, in the last two years, last year. So obviously 
he didn't have any more games after that in the regular season. So this is all kind of bonus, all extra games he's going to have for the first time. So should be interesting to see. Um, you know, he doesn't have a ton of mileage on him, but like, the point is, like, you know, he'll, he'll, he's going to be in an area he's never been before. So uh, anyway, uh, wrapping it up, New Jersey, we play on Monday, um, the following Monday, which will be uh, really fun while we're watching that game. We'll it's going to be a good test. Game. That'll be a good test for both of them. Yeah. Both teams. Yeah, both teams. Um, so, yep. Potential uh, first-round matchup, maybe? Ooh. That could be. It could be. I don't think that's a good matchup nah, for the Isles. So. I think I think the Devils have a are a tough team for us to play against, but we'll see. Turning over to the Rangers, the uh, one word that sticks out in in everybody's mind is exciting, Order. and it's very very exciting to be a Ranger fan right now. Started with a solid first period against Washington. Uh, kind of started this whole thing. It, it kind of gave them a blueprint of uh, of of how they can play and how they should play. You're not going to go period by period, right? Oh, I'm, I'm milking this motherfucker. Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. But the Rangers, if there was something positive, they got progressively better and better against a team they played three times last week. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm only messing with you. <clears throat> but listen, two, two home games against Pittsburgh after that Washington game gave them a, a really an opportunity to gel as a team with the, with the current construction of the line combinations um, and the players that they got at the deadline. Hey, it, it's, it's starting to happen. It, it, they're all gelling. You gelling? No telling how much I'm gelling. You gelling? You know I'm gelling. Hey, Ellen, you gelling? I'm gelling like a felon. You want some melon? Nah, but hey, I'm like mud gelling. I'm so gelling. And, and everybody seems like is contributing now. Tarasenko has five goals, eight assists, 13 points in 19 games. Kane's got three goals and four assists now in, in nine games. Mika Zibanejad last five games, five goals, four assists, nine points, which got him first star of the week honors. Um, I said last week that the game in Buffalo, there was that little bit of spark, that little something you can start to see in, in Igor Shosturkin's game that he was getting back to, to playing like he did last year. And that carried over into last week. And Igor, uh, listen, his last uh, five games, he was 5-0 and with a 1.76 goals against average and a 942 save percentage. Um, and and he, he got a shutout against the, the Penguins on Saturday night. Um, and listen, the Rangers are the sixth team in NHL history to record back-to-back shutouts while scoring six goals in each game. Balanced attack, rolling four lines, playing solid D with, with exceptional goaltending is a blueprint for what you want to do in the playoffs. Now, before TSM fucking anoints them as the team to beat in the East, uh, going up against the mighty Boston Bruins, Let's let's hold the fuck up and let's see if this continues this week because they got a really tough week ahead of them uh, with a home and home against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes and uh, and Saturday afternoon at the Florida Panthers. So three really tough games to play uh, both at home and on the road. And before we anoint them as the number two team in the fucking NHL, TSN, why don't you pump the brakes and let's see how this week goes. But if it goes like last week, 
I don't want to mark my calendars for the parade, but it's, it's certainly going to make me feel better about going into the playoffs for sure. Um, so you talked about rolling four lines, but that oh, kid yeah. line isn't really producing right now. Well, he'll had a, he'll started things off against, against Nashville and it was good for him to finally get a goal. He hasn't had a goal, but over the course of the three games, isn't that like the only, that effect? isn't that the only goal that that line scored? Yeah, certainly was. But it doesn't mean that they're not doing other that's what, things. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm asking. Not Are they... And they're not doing the right things out there. Okay. So there's, there's, there's still, they, you still got to roll four lines in today's NHL. Yeah, but I just didn't know if, if there was something off on that line or if they were getting chances, they just weren't capitalizing or. It, you know, it, it's a good question. It's something that's been, been thrown around the Twitterverse uh, for the past couple of days. Um, of, of what is going on with them, and no one seems to have an answer. Maybe it's just a slump. And they're but you wouldn't, the you wouldn't the break them up because the other three lines the are The other three so lines, well, who, right? where are you going to put them? Exactly. Yeah. I was thinking about that too. If, if, you, if you put Kako with, I mean, it's not even with Kreider and, and Zibanejad anymore. It's, you know, you, now you have to reconstruct your lines that are, you so you just leave them together. Games. You just leave them together so that you keep everybody else together. Right. And this is all without Ryan Lindgren too. Lindgren is hopefully we'll be back tomorrow night against a hurricane and fucking Nico Mikola can finally go to the fucking third pair. I'm going to, Oh my God, I'm going to throw something at the TV soon. I have to watch him play defense. Oh God, somewhere. I hope he, I hope he does. That would be so awesome. <laughs> it's, but listen, I, in my opinion, Ben Harper has been playing much better than than Nikola, but Nikola has been playing out of position. So I I don't know if 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 I could even if that even is, is fair to say. So, um, is is Bill here yet? Bill, are you on? <laughs> yes. He's still and he's still now... crying and complaining that I have fucking power over the Pittsburgh Penguins and can force them to lose hockey games. What? It's I time. I think you misinterpreted that. For trivia with Bill. Yeah. Now this is the wrong Bill. I'm gonna redo this trivia question, but then I'm gonna follow it up, please. Before you start answering, I'm gonna follow it up with with a clarification. Oh, because good. This is this question is written. I okay. love trivia questions. So with, don't uh, you know? Caveats. So don't just jump in with answers. Okay. So the question. Adam Graves. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. It's got to be Wayne Gretzky. Everything's Wayne Gretzky. Red line. You are correct. Tom got the right answer. <laughs> no, you don't even have to do this. <laughs> nice. Oh, wow. Oh, I don't even have to give the clarification. Tom guessed it right away. Oh, so, so, so in our game of Jeopardy today, um, <laughs> the question was, who was the fastest player in NHL history to reach 1,000 career points? And the answer was Wayne Gretzky. And the clarification I was going to give is that it's not Mike Gartner. They don't mean fastest in the sense of who was the fastest skater. It was fastest in terms of how many games were played. I could have gone up for hours. Wow. (laughs) Oh, thank Christ. Ah, God damn it. Can we do it again? I know I can. No. You passed and I failed. You ruined it. God damn it. Sons of bitches. And now it's time for impressions with Nick. Fucking great. Gentlemen, the Friends of Bravo podcast. We're going to the fastest two minutes of this Type 45 show. It's the 20 Questions Power Play. 
Rules are simple. Group is two minutes to guess a famous player, coach, front office, or any famous player, person associated with one of the four friends and rivals' favorite teams. The group can ask up to 20 questions in rapid fire. Answers will only come in the form of yes or no. The group will have to make a final guess once they've hit 20 questions or the power play has expired. The group is successful. They win for the week and avoid shame for unable to win at a children's game. And away we go. Is this person associated with the New Jersey Devils? No. Is it Wayne Gretzky? <laughs> no. Is this person associated with the New York Rangers? Yes. But it wasn't Wayne Gretzky. Shit. Um, is this person associated with the Pittsburgh Penguins? No. Is this person associated with the New York Islanders? Yes. Rich Pilon. No. He was already an answer. Is this uh, is player this... a defenseman? Yes. Uh, is this player, did this player play in the 2000s? Yes. Did this person have a career threatening injury? No. So he has I don't vision, think so. I yeah, I, I think I are going with that one. That's enough. Uh, Is this player American? Uh, yes. The American defenseman. And it wasn't and Brian Berard? Ranger. That's the no. Wow. Dude, hmm. you just they had another one? <laughs> Is it? Is it Matthew Schneider? No. That's a good one. I like that. That's a really good guess. Oh, I think shit. it's Devil Islander, though. Did you? No, he didn't play for the Devils. Did he play in the 2010s? Uh, yes. Jesus. It wasn't Michael Delzato, was it? No. No. Was out in there for the house. Riveting. Did this, did this player play in the Olympics? Uh, may probably not. Maybe I don't know. Sure, fucking ass. Who fucking Nick? What kind of question is that? Matt Gilroy. And. That was the shot from the point you wanted to take to solve it, Matt Gilroy. Absolutely. Answer is Tom Cody. Oh. Uh, God damn, you loved him. Hate Jeez. Tom Cody. Tom Cody might be the Ranger I hate the most in the history of the I franchise. Can't. I can't believe you didn't get Tom Cody. I thought you would easily get him. I thought that was too easy of a one. Because I. I think if you knew the Olympic him. answer, I probably would American. Uh, he probably played the Olympics. I don't fucking know. I doubt that was a that was not um, on my shit of, like things I go through. Olymp like uh, that's another thing I have to look for now. Did he play in the Olympics? Fucker. I think he did actually. He probably did. The American did. American. It was team. either the Olympics or the World fucking Cup. Fucking special Olympics, maybe. He was he Whoa. was an all star. He was Jesus Christ. He was an all star in two thousand two. 
so what was it? 2006, was it? Or eight, 2008, right? Then what year, what year was the, the Olympics? The Salt Lake. This is, this is from his Wikipedia. This is from his Wikipedia. During his time with the Rangers, Pody became unpopular with the team's fans. <laughs> to the point that he was booed at home whenever he touched the this. puck and cheered when he left the ice for a player change. I did not write that, I swear. <laughs> no, I, I oh, once man. called Tom Pody the C-word at the Garden because I could not stand him that much. In 2022, man. he was part of the United States team that played in the Olympics. All right, so he did play. I figured he probably had to. I... And they won a silver medal. There you go. Would have been gold if he didn't play. Losing, of <laughs> course, to the I team agree, from Bill. Barbados. I could not agree with you more. All right, let's go to this date in Steve's stomach. Brought to you by yes. Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Oh, wait, why? I'm sorry, Nick. Why did you pick Tom Pody? Oh, Tom sorry. Pody was traded to the New York Rangers for fourth rounder in 2002 and Mike York uh, for Rem Murray on this day, on Mike March York. 19th, so on March so 19th, late. on March 19th, 2002. So one wow. day ago. I like Mike York a lot. Yeah. That sucked. That was a shitty trade. No shit. Ugh. Thanks, you made Nick. up for you made up for it when you got Callahan from the from the Canadians. Right, who did you get from the Canadians? McDonough. Oh my God! Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Who's, Canadians were dealing every every fucking. But no, but I I don't think that was the biggest deal right now. I I gotta think fucking Zabanajad for Broussard. Mm. It was yeah, Broussard. That's a, that's a good one. Broussard and a seventh for Zabanajad in a second. That's a good one too. Wow, that, that was, was a great trade. Fevery. All right, now we can go to this date in Steve's stomach. Oh, that feels better. Brought to you by Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Well, I'm here. We're saving calories. Round here. We all look so lean. This one's going to bring us to the year of our Lord, 2015. Please go to October 11, October 1, 1. October 11th, 2015 was a Sunday. There was no breakfast on that day. Sad. Because lunch was had at the Jersey Garden Outlets, where I dined on a delicious slice of pepperoni and sausage stuffed pizza from Michael Scott's favorite pizza place in Manhattan, Sbarro's. Coca Zero. Michael Scott the pitcher? Pardon? No. Michael Scott the pitcher? That's Mike Scott. Michael Scott. Uh, Coke Zero to go along with that. Um, because it was a Sunday in fall, the afternoon was also filled with some apple picking. Who doesn't like going for 
dined on a delicious candy apple while apple picking. Dinner was a meatball calzone, also with Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Why did you pick October 11th, 2015? Well, because that was the day, obviously, that Florida man, Mm. Joshua James, 24, threw a live alligator in the Wendy's drive-thru. Are you fucking kidding me? I uh, listen. I I can't make up stuff like this. Uh, I remember Alec- this goddamn story. <laughs> Do you really? I remember that. Are remember you serious? This, yes. Eight years ago, and he remembers. I do remember this happening. And it doesn't have anything to do with numbers. It's crazy. <laughs> I was gonna say it's not math. So, <laughs> so Joshua James was arrested Monday and charged Dude. with assault with a deadly weapon. <laughs> with oh, a deadly intent- animal. <laughs> without intent to kill, after a Florida fish and wildlife conservation officials said he threw a three and a half foot alligator. Through a Palm Beach County Wendy's drive-through window in October, he is also charged with illegally possessing an alligator and petty theft. Jail records uh, show that he was released on six thousand dollars worth of bail. He was ordered to uh, have no contact with animals. Mm-hmm. Is that just a blanket? You you can't. No contact with animals. I would ever. imagine that did a lot to his love life. <laughs> yeah, humans are animals. Uh, um, so uh, after a, an employee handed James his drink at the drive-thru, he threw the alligator through the window and drove off. No one was hurt. Wait a second. Uh, and uh, Nicholas Guerin, who was the wildlife officer, um, captured the alligator and released it into the wild. Thank God they didn't fucking euthanize it. And here's, uh, Garen, here's the tragedy here. This guy went to Wendy's and just got a drink. What, what is he an idiot? I, I, it's unbelievable, but it, it gets in more, even more weird. So Garen and James, uh, uh, Garen said James was tracked down through video surveillance after, uh, after purchasing uh, an item at a neighboring convenience store. So he goes to Wendy's, throws an alligator through the window for a drink, then goes down the street to a fucking convenience store and buys something. What did he use his currency there? A lobster? <laughs> no, this is not. That was. Uh, they're not all home runs. Uh, Garen uh, wrote <laughs> that James admitted throwing the alligator. In the uh, in a December interview, uh, he said James told him he found the alligator on the side of the road and put him in his truck. James's mother, Linda James, Linda, uh, told WPTV that her son's actions were a stupid prank. No, (laughs) it's just unbelievable. He does stuff like this because he thinks it's funny. Hey, James, that was fucking hilarious not just funny uh uh, she she said he meant no harm and he had no problems turning himself in uh no one answered the door at the homes listed to the james family phones listed uh to the family were all all disconnected tom's a creep tom is a weirdo 
where does he come up with this shit? It's so disgusting. So he got one of the charges was stealing, right? Petty theft. Petty theft. Was that the soda or the soda. alligator? It was the soda because he he paid he paid with alligator. He paid with an alligator. <laughs> like how much Ugh. could a soda cost that you're getting petty larceny? It's 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 just about the same price as a live alligator. It's fair trade then. Unreal. Florida man, gotta love him. Three and a half foot alligator. It's got to have some decent weight to it, right? I would imagine he's probably probably 20, 30 pounds. And you're heaving that thing from the driver's seat through your window, through their window. Well, yeah, your window in the pickup truck, your window's probably level. You're about even? Yeah, I would guess even. Maybe, maybe even a little be, higher? Maybe a little higher? It's a, it's a little hole, though. It's not like a yeah, big it's, fucking yeah. thing. They probably they have, like both of those doors open? They got one In order to fit a three three foot alligator? I mean, they do got the little arms. So no, they don't get in the way. Dinosaur. See, that's a dinosaur. Not like the alligator did this to block the windows from getting <laughs> through. Yeah, no, he didn't do that. <laughs> what do you think the alligator was thinking? He's a fucking alligator. He wasn't thinking anything. Was he like, <laughs> thank God it wasn't a McDonald's. He's like, Jesus, it smells like fucking chicken in here. I'm starving. Fucking starving. <laughs> Too much. That's a, that's a, hmm. That's a story. <laughs> I I think our listeners are all very happy that you found a story finally that didn't deal with some perverse sex sex act. No, this is definitely not my first. There well, was there was one a couple weeks ago. But then the drive-through employees fuck that that alligator, <laughs> right? <laughs> What's that? But then the drive-through employees fuck that alligator, right? <laughs> it doesn't say, Bill, but you have to assume it is Florida. I would assume the the wildlife uh, police officer would have been up on that as well if they did that, right? He, he probably would have charged those people as well. What the fuck happened with Danny Breer's son? You throw a fucking wheelchair down the stairs? Yeah, yeah what's oh, empty? Fuck? What's the big deal? So, did you see the video? Person wasn't in it. Okay, so I'm guessing it's a bar where the bar is upstairs and the bathrooms were downstairs. So this guy carries his girlfriend downstairs so she can go to the bathroom. She leaves a wheelchair at the top of the stairs. These three guys come up the stairs, start talking at the top of the stairs. One of them sits in the wheelchair as they're just talking. They finish whatever conversation they're having, and he just takes the wheelchair and he just looks at it and he's just like, and just shoves it down the stairs. Just like a little, it like down. just it goes, total yeah. entitled kid yeah. attitude. Yep. <sighs> High level douchebaggery. Yep. What do you expect from a kid? A fucking fire. Danny Briere. All right, he was on fucking Lindy Ruff Sabres and fucking he was a flyer, so he can go fuck himself. But ugh, I guess the apple doesn't fall far from no. the trees for being a scumbag. Surprisingly enough, the Briere statement said that he wasn't raised to behave like that. <laughs> yeah, right. But I, I, I heard somebody say that, um, and I'm sure you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, that his apology that he wrote or he said to her wasn't even sincere it was just going through the motions 
Oh, I'm sure it was. I, I didn't hear That's it. That's what he do. Yeah, I, I didn't it. hear it, but I I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't. Again, he's just watching the video with no noise. You could see how entitled he he acted. The, mes- the message was pretty shitty too. It was just like you know we don't condone. I forget like we don't condone this behavior, and you know yeah. he's sorry, and you know, but not not nothing that he's gonna. The problem is. You can say sorry. You can say I shouldn't have done that. Blah blah. It was out of character, right? But that's all. It doesn't do anything. There's no right. action. Like he's not like I'm gonna go spend hours and just all the you know and learn from my mistakes and nothing like that. So it's so already there's there's uh, and, lawsuits being and to her well to her way. credit I I don't she's not suing is she? To her credit yeah. she wouldn't even take the money. There was a GoFundMe started to get her a new wheelchair. Yeah. And oh. she wouldn't even take it. She said, no, nah, I don't, you know, I'll get a new wheelchair, donate this money to people who are really in need. I don't. For her. She's, yeah. She's fine. Yeah. She probably didn't think too much of it other than like, oh, that was an asshole move. Right. Uh, but the camera doesn't fucking lie. And he, he may, he, it was a real douchey thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Really douchey. Definitely go find the video so you can hate him even more. I, I, I don't think I can. I don't think I, I can hate him any I more than I already do. I think if you watch the video, you will. Really? It's that bad, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, <sighs> it's total bro, bro dude type personality. You just. Part of the GM's meeting too, that they were talking about, they were, they were trying to get like this cut proof jerseys and cut show. proof equipment. For the players, yeah. Do, do they make jerseys that are cut proof like that? They make they make socks. Do they really? Yeah, probably material. The problem it's with that is that yeah. it's the yeah. material has to be. They yeah, probably make certain areas. I'm thinking like a fucking knight wearing chain link. It's got to wearing. That's what I'm thinking right now. I believe it's got Kevlar in it. Yeah. And that's what makes it skate uh, cut proof. I said, I said fucking Teflon. I'm an idiot. No Kevlar's right. <laughs> Kevlar. <laughs> Kevlar, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have called myself out. Kevlar, like Teflon, Ke- makes the ice just fall right off of it. Uh, Teflon would be like good a, for you. An undershirt that has like the Kevlar neck guard. Yeah, like, instead yeah. of wearing like a yeah, separate yeah. neck guard, and you can. Make and it's just it's stiff and it's uncomfortable, from what I've heard. There's, oh, there's only right? a couple of spots. Yeah, but there's only a couple of spots you really need to protect. The throat, the throat is a big problem, right? But the big, another one's the wrist. Right? Wrist, yeah. And those are those are the areas that like you can do a ton of damage and and very easily. And the uh, and the Achilles. And yeah, but when you when you see players tangled up, it's more their more. their legs and the back of the leg is is a spot too. But if they're gonna do it on on the uh, on the socks, the I I think I think that they got themselves covered then. You could but do. I, it the I socks, thought that was interesting yeah. that they were looking at things like that to to protect the players a little bit more on the ice from these not even career threatening, life threatening, yeah. fucking being cut by if these they had, razors, yeah, like wrist the shirts. The shirt would have to be like you know some sort of material that not only would like would stay up because the problem is like the wrist like you like move out you move all around it's gonna come down a little bit you have to wear something that'd be fitting properly but also you know that would stay stay but all, and and then be be like loose enough that you can actually move around in it and then have some sort of like turtleneck kind of deal like Yashin had you know oh god weird, uh, well you know thing. they they make shirts and things with like the thumb hole. You think right. that that's enough to, that's, to that's have really, it not exposure? I don't think that would bit? be comfortable under the gloves. Oh, it'd suck. Yeah, it's kind of weird. 
but it, but it's a really really thing. it's just I don't know I I don't think it I think mm-hmm. players could get used to it but to protect themselves I think they'd get used to it. They don't wear the they don't wear the socks. Yeah, how many the socks exist? Wear they don't shields. wear them. Yeah, I mean nobody wore helmets. Goalies didn't wear helmets. You were talking like this is the, the one of the toughest sports in, in not the, the smartest world, fucking people right? around hockey yeah. players. The yeah. nicest people you'll nicest ever people meet. you'll ever meet, not except the for smartest. Pierre. But unbelievable. <laughs> oh, Pierre, fuck that guy. All right, fuck the Flyers. Fuck, fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, don't forget to uh, go on our our Twitter handle at friends underscore rivals, Facebook, YouTube, friends and rivals podcast. Uh, while you're on Apple Podcast, turn on notifications so you never miss an episode of the Friends and Rivals podcast. Billy, say something, Woody. I'm craving Wendy's now, but I swear to God, if if they don't, have, if their frosty machine's not working, I'm gonna throw a fucking alligator in a wheelchair through that fucking drive-through. <laughs> <laughs> alligator in a wheelchair. Oh no. Oh, that's good. Flyers fuck, flyers fuck, flyers fuck off.